Welcome to Emerge Dynamics. Emerge Dynamics. The podcast for those who manage and invest in middle market private companies across the globe. globe. We're telling the stories of the unsung champions who take enormous risks every day to weave the fabric of our societies. Those visionaries who serve our communities by delivering products and services to their customers in better ways than they could have otherwise had. Those who collectively, from the multi-trillion dollar largest market on the planet and create the jobs that feed more families than any other organization could ever hope to. We're diving into the dynamics of what makes these organizations thrive, what makes some of them emerge from their peers and create incredible returns and impact on their communities. This is Emerge Dynamics. Everybody, here we are back at the Emerge Dynamics podcast. It's good to be here again. I'm David Cusimano here with my co-host, Eric Wingerter. Eric? Hi, folks. Good Great. to be here. And today we're going to talk about vision, specifically vision, uh, vision of a business. We want to really dive into why that's important, what it is, and, uh, and give some examples uh, of I guess, real world stories of people we've worked with and how this has played out. Um, Eric and I have both worked with numerous businesses over the years um, on on many things. But one of the things in particular, one of our favorites is um, almost always starting with a visioning exercise. And so let's we'll get into a little bit of that here in just a sec. Um, Want to kick off, though, with, you know, we may be asking ourselves a little bit of the why. Why is this important to me? And it really comes down to helping an organization know where it's going and helping an organization, helping everyone in the organization know where they are going. Um, and because if we don't know where we're going, like as Yogi Berra says, if you don't know where you're going, you might end up someplace else. <laughs> and I think of, a quote that I really enjoy from a children's book, Alice in Wonderland. It's kind of a, a fun story, but it, it, there's one particular bit of dialogue in there that I think kind of highlights a lot of the premise for where we're going to go with this conversation today. Um, and this is when Alice is lost and she's trying to figure out where to go. And uh, Alice runs into the, the Cheshire cat and she says, would you tell me please which way I ought to go from here? The cat responds, that depends a good deal on where you want to get to. Alice says, I don't much care where. The cat then says, and it doesn't much matter which way you go. Uh, to me, so telling of a um, uh, of a narrative here, and, it, and it's so applicable to so many business owners that we've, we've met along the way, and that they show up to work, but they don't really know where they're going, uh, and in which case it doesn't much matter where, where they go because they're not getting there anyway, right? Or they'll end up somewhere else. So um, I hopefully that for the folks listening can start to give some meaning to why we want to listen to the rest of this conversation uh, and just get some insight as to why, why we care about this at all. Um, so let's, let's kick off. Um, and Eric, I'll read just a few things on, on what a vision is. And then maybe we can just discuss a little bit about what each of these things mean. This is, this is from some things we've put together before, trying to really understand the definition here. What are we talking about? And I know there are people out there who will define these things differently. They'll define mission and vision sometimes interchangeably. Sometimes they yeah. define them as the same thing. Um, 
for our purposes, here's how we're going to do it for this conversation. And I think this isn't just random. I think there's some reason for this. Um, but we're going to think of a vision as something that looks forward and creates a mental image of the ideal state of the organization. Um, I like to think of it as it's inspirational. So it inspires. It's aspirational as well. It's what we want to become, to achieve, to build. And really, I think it all sums up in this final point is that it doesn't predict our future. It's a tool to help us create it. To help us, it's, it helps us go into the future purposefully, designing the future in the way we think it should be. Um, it's a seductive vision of the future. It should be so compelling. It draws us in. It draws everyone in our organization in because they want us to be part of that. So let's, let's just unpack that a little bit. Um, I've been talking for a while, Eric. I guess yep. what, 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 let, let's talk about each of these things. How do we, how do we, how do we feel with this definition here? But what, what is a vision? Well, I mean, I mean, for me, David, it's, it's, um, it's gaining the hearts of your, of your company. Uh, it's getting to the heart of why it exists. Um, why do we get up every morning? Uh, why is what we do important to us? Um, you know, and, and that, that sense of that inspirational, aspirational, uh, to me is you, you're never really fully there. Um, but it's something that constantly draws you forward, mm-hmm. uh, to become that best version of yourself, if you will, as an organization. It's constantly drawing you, um, further and further down the road, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's keeping you grounded in why you get up every morning and, and why you do what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not so much of a head game here. This is, this is much more right. of a heart game. Absolutely. And, and I think as we kind of do more episodes and dive deeper, we're going to get into some of the head topics, but I, I completely see that this is heart. This is why, why do I, why do I get up and, and, and go work for this company? Um, why do I as a business mm-hmm. owner get up and do what I do, uh, every day? Um, what is really driving and motivating? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and, and I think it's, it, I think it allows us, if we think about what the future could look like, it, it, think of this pairing the why with that vision of what the future could look like. Like, because we have this why, we can now look toward what we're trying to make the future become. Yes. And, and, uh, and it's, it's, I think of a vision. It's often, it's so, it's so lofty. It's, it's often something that we may never obtain in our lifetime. Right. Hopefully we do. I think of the, the original, I think they've changed it by now, but the original Microsoft vision was a computer on every desk. That's right. right. And, and in their case, it happened. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think many, and I would love to, to, to be part of some vision that I actually see in my lifetime. But for many of us, this is so lofty. It's lifetimes away that it happens, but it gives us a reason to go all the way through our entire careers up at the end of our lives, still working right. on this. Right. Um, so much more than profit, so much more than dollars. Yes. Yes. And, and I think for for some, uh, well, for all of us, I, I believe it's, it's very important for us to even have a, a personal vision, if you will. And mm-hmm. it's great when that personal vision, whatever that drives and motivates you every morning, um, when that's tied to what it is that you're doing then within that business environment, that's when it's really, uh, really something special. But 
Um, and, and for some, some companies have, have actually taken on that, what I would call that greater mission or that greater, greater purpose, mm-hmm. if you will, and embedded that, uh, even into their, into their corporate, uh, vision. As, a, as an example, Chick-fil-A, uh, is, is one you'd say, well, there's something about chicken, um, uh, when it comes to that company, I would, I would suspect, but, but they're, corporate vision is is to glorify God in everything that they do mm-hmm. and to become uh, a, a positive influence on anyone that comes in contact with Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. So there's no discussion about chicken there. <laughs> um, but you can see that that aspirational, inspirational uh, component of that is what drives that uh, the cat, the founders, uh, the Kathy family forward in what they do mm-hmm. uh, every day. And they want that to be a part ultimately of, of their organization and that, you know, it's bigger than the chicken, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, and so so we've seen sometimes that that vision for a company may even go even beyond the, <laughs> the, the company itself mm-hmm. uh, and be much broader and be, be very, very personal, even mm-hmm. to the uh, to the ownership of the company. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and I think about, um, you know, and, uh, well, let, let's actually, I'm thinking of an example, but maybe let's, let's talk about some questions because I know some people are probably sure. thinking, okay, that's great. How do I do this? Right. And so um, when, when I've talked with businesses and, and you have as well about, okay, you know, let's go through this visioning exercise. How do we come up with this thing, right? Is is it just, oh, here's what I want to do, right? And, and I think it's, um, there's some specific questions I think can really help us start to understand what our vision is. Yep. And and I think um, one thing, one question I like to ask is, you know, why did you come here this morning? Why did you get out of bed and come here? Of all the places on the planet you could have gone, you showed up here. Right. Why is that? And it's unbelievable to me. Actually, it's not unbelievable anymore because I've asked this question so many times. But at first it was unbelievable to me. How many people could not answer that question? <laughs> um, I, I often as, as was because that's what I did yesterday. I'm going to do it again today. Uh, that's right. <laughs> and but really, it, it, when we don't understand that we're on autopilot. And so the first question we often get to is, well, what problem is your business trying to solve? Yes. Yeah. And. And, you know, I think it's important um, to frame this in the right way in that, you know, by its day to day actions, what problem is the business trying to solve? Like like a lot of times we can we can get some different answers. Like people will say, well, there's starving people in Africa. And so what we're going to do is we're going to make a lot of profit and then we'll donate it to them. And that could be a really good thing. I recommend that people do that. But that's not what we're answering here. We're answering about, no, the actual day-to-day operations of the business, for a properly run business at least, should not be exploiting anyone. You should be making everyone better off. So there should be some problem in society, some need or want that's not being met, that your business has a unique way to to fulfill that need. Yeah, and and, and then not only what is the problem uh, that we're uh, here to solve, but who is affected by that. Mm-hmm. Um, because that as we dive deeper into uh, getting a little bit more into the head side of things, if you will, mm-hmm. down the road is we want to make sure that we're specifically targeting who it is that, that we are then solving that problem for. Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, I, I've always found that um, 
it, it is so much better to place ourselves in the, in the position of those who we are serving mm-hmm. um, in that business and that organization, because, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, once we get inside of their head and what their issues are and how we're solving it, we just can become that much better at actually serving them and solving their problems. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only what is the problem, but who is it that that problem is related to? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then I think it's, it's good to ask. So I think once we know the problem, um, this really helps us start to formulate the vision because then it becomes, wow, now that I recognize my business has purpose because there's a need out there and I'm solving it. Um, and then it can become, wow. So my vision can be a world without this problem. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Because I, because I've made it go away. <laughs> right. uh, and, and so I think and, and it can be really easy to um, I'll give you an example. Um, it can be really easy for certain industries or professions to identify this. Um, I was I guess. A, what was I? I was um, not a judge, but I, I was a, a facilitator for a business plan competition one time. And. The, the candidates who were giving their pitches for their business plans had to you know, pitch their business. And then part of the requirement was they had to pitch about you know, what they were doing to, uh, to help the community. And, you know, candidate after candidate came up and said, you know, my business is X and Y and we're helping the community because we're donating money to this charity. Right. right? And it, it was a complete disconnect. And, and one of them was so ridiculous that one of the judges said, time out. Like this is, this is like your charity and your and your what you're doing for your business don't even don't even relate it at all. Like maybe this is too far afield. And that judge brought up, you know, th- he brought up the person who had gone before, and he said, "Look, this person is in the medical field, so they have a unique position in that they're helping people just by operating their business. Because when a, a medical clinic just opens their doors. They're making people healthier or less sick. And so therefore, mm-hmm. because their industry uh, is there, they're just automatically helping people just because they open the doors. Right. Right. And that's what I said. Well, time out. Hang on. Like I think I said, you're correct. That's what the medical industry is doing, but all properly run industries should be doing this. Right? right. All of us, when we open our doors should be making someone better off. Right. So, right. So it, I think we can get tempted to say, well, my vision is that I'm going to, you know, be a doctor and heal people or, or you know, that, that, that is true. But it, what if you're not a doctor? What if you're a, uh, an accountant or you're a retail shop and you're selling, I don't know, um, you know, vintage clothing. Um, we still understand there's a need out there. You know, somebody has got to, has got to be dressed up for work or for church or for wherever their, their next date and they have a need, right? Yeah. And we can solve that need, right? So our purpose right. can be coming around that. So hopefully the things we're saying are starting to give us some way to gel around how we, any business can think about, you know, why did I get up in the morning and show, show up here? Right, right. Well, and David, I, I mean, I, I think that kind of gives some, some framing and obviously, some of the questions that we go through in our typical visioning session um, help to, to, to really bring that out a little bit more. I, I'd like to shift gears a little bit if we could and, and talk about how, you know, if you really want this to resonate in your company, you really want to rally the troops, if you will, around that, how this is not about um, 
writing this message, if you will, or, or this mm-hmm. vision of putting it up on a wall and saying, yeah. okay, that's, that's it. Right. Um, that's, that's kind of a crock. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that can be uh, it's just, uh, you know, a dime a dozen, so to speak. Right. Sometimes you might, you might say, um, I think, uh, and for me, and my, my experience has always been, it's, it's about living that vision mm-hmm. on a daily basis and bringing it to life, if you will. And, and how do you do that? You got you have to live that, that mission, that mm-hmm. vision, uh, if you will, for a company. And, um, so, you know, one of the examples I, I, I give, uh, for us is, is when I was CEO and, um, you know, our, our vision was to help patients achieve better, better clinical outcomes and enjoy life. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had created an acronym, uh, around Veritas and we, we mm-hmm. obviously brought the, the Veritas, uh, uh, model, if you will, in, into, into emerge and, and how we, um, are, are here on, on our vision to, uh, to uh, help companies become the best version of themselves, and uh, which is why we're here today. Um, but uh, you know, with that that Veritas concept, it was one where um, all of those individual letters stood for a value for the company, which tied us back mm-hmm. to our ultimate vision and how we were going to operate. Mm-hmm. And we celebrated that mm-hmm. on a quarterly basis. We you know people who were you know, given best examples of that, mm-hmm. um, you know, awards, things of that nature. So you made the whole vision come to life um, in, in the way that people acted, the way that it was celebrated when they acted in accordance with that, when they were helping to make the vision come alive, if you will, through the way that they operated. Uh, and I think that's a very, very important part uh, of, of, of all of this that, you know, this is not an exercise to just have this nice little statement out there. It mm-hmm. has to be lived every day. So absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I mean, too many times we've seen, and I've been guilty of this myself in the past, right? We we come up with a vision statement, right? And we, we maybe we'll even really carefully craft that statement and spend hours with our team, you know, doing every word, nuancing every word, and getting it exactly right. And then we might even put it on the wall and then we go on with our life the next day. And then, and, and it was an exercise we did one time. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. And, and I think you're right that when that, when that happens, we've completely missed. <laughs> oh, absolutely. What's happening. We've, we've missed the mark there. If, if that's, that's not what we're, uh, that's not our aim is to just have a nice vision or mission statement. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it is much more. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, the leadership comes in both, you know, originally from the ownership, uh, the ultra senior leadership of the, of, of the company is, is to walk the talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, each individual then can, uh, can embrace that. Um, but, you know, walking the talk is, is, is much more important than the talk itself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so maybe I, and I'd love to, you know, maybe we can kind of wrap up with some with a story about that. Um, before we do, I'd love to give it just an example of somebody uh, that I've worked with before um, and how they came to understand this. Right. And this was a a restaurant, and they they had a, a certain, I, I guess we'll say, um, you know, a heritage of food. I, you know, I'm trying I'm trying to keep it um, anonymous so people can think of this applying to anyone. Um, you know, and, and they really said, well, we operate a restaurant and we make 
good food. Mm-hmm. And up until this point, they had always thought that, well, we make good food and people come here for the food. And, and if we want, maybe we need to make it better food. Right. And, and that's how maybe we can do better is keep making better food. And then, you know, we started to realize like, what's really going on here you know, through it, through the visioning exercise. I think everyone's eyes were open to this. Isn't about the food. Hmm. It's about the experience. Yeah. Right. People are coming, uh, you know, and I guess if we were offering just completely generic food, um, maybe it's about the food, you know, maybe if you're, if your competitive advantage is just, you can create food cheaper than anyone else. Maybe it's actually about, Getting calories to people, you know, lowest calories per dollar than anyone else. I guess, yeah. or maybe yeah. if you're or healthy food, yeah, exactly, yeah. 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 Or maybe if you're just like very high end fine dining, maybe it actually is about the, that. That is, but even then, I would say it's, it's about the, the experience. It's experience, right? <laughs> now, now for a really high end fine dining restaurant, that it, the experience is this food that you can't, literally can't get anywhere else, right? For ninety nine percent of the restaurants in the world, though, that's not what's going on here. Right. Uh, and so once I started to realize, you know, their vision became really a celebration of their heritage and sharing that heritage with all of their customers mm-hmm. and allowing their customers when they walk through that door to, to leave extent. their hometown and have a little taste like they like went through a portal into a different <laughs> area where they got to almost escape or, or, not, or you know, get to participate in this heritage in a full matter before they went back to their, their, their lives, suddenly that changes everything you do. Right. And so I right. think that can really start to talk about why this is important because now once your servers understand, like you're not here to, you're not here to greet people. You're not here to give them good food. You will do those things, but you're here to create an amazing experience. You're create, you're here to connect, you know, to, to light people's hearts on fire um, and, and create memories Um with with the most you know if you think about many times you go to dinner you're going to dinner with some of the most important people in your lives and we're here to have those memories those people have with the most important people in their lives be memorable and special and we're creating that human experience suddenly everything changes yeah the processes change the way we greet people changes and this what was so amazing is this this organization suddenly started to realize this is now a recruiting tool, right? It wasn't just, hey, do you want a job as a server? Right. Because if so, we have an opening, um, you know, and, you know, do you, are you are you drug free? Are you, you know, right. blah, 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 blah. Oh, you meet the boxes. Maybe right. you could be one of our servers. Right. Instead, it was like, here's our vision that we're, that we're making happen. Here's the future that we're making happen with our organization. Is this you? Right. And and it it, it becomes clear this is someone who's like can get on board with this, then we can train the memorize the menu part. Right. But you can't train the passion for the vision. Right. And so suddenly it becomes a really clear recruiting tool to get people on board who are going to just be right. You're going to enjoy working with them better. They're less likely to quit. They're they're more likely to stay longer um, and they're more likely to make good autonomous decisions uh, when you're not there which means you don't have to be there <laughs> every single minute because right. you know right. that they're also a believer in this vision too. Well, quick, quick digression on that, David. I know we're going to be wrapping up, but uh, you know, we, we often have, have spoken over, over the years about will versus skill. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we talk about, you know, the skills 
a lot of times, like you said, we do this check the box uh, when we're recruiting. Um, you know, do, do they have this capability, this capability, this background, this education, what have you? That's all that skills part. Um, the will part mm-hmm. is is something that very rarely do companies really try to to drive that out in the interviewing process. And this is what we're getting at is is by really having that vision well articulated and lived out in the organization. Yeah. Then when it comes to the recruiting side of thing, you're going to be identifying your uh, your staff first and foremost by do they really resonate mm-hmm. with this and can this really keep them getting up every morning to right. come to work and to do it in the right kind of way mm-hmm. with a positive outlook. And the skill, as you say, you know, doesn't, doesn't oftentimes matter. There's certain, you know, skills where obviously technical training is very, very important. Mm -hmm. We can build that if they have the, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the capabilities to learn, but it's, it's the will part that we are really trying, uh, to get at here. And, and we're able to do that with, with a well articulated vision and a lived out most important vision. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well said. Yeah. Well, let's um, maybe if we could wrap up, I have a couple of quotes, I think, that can maybe help us uh, put some emphasis on becoming the vision, right? Not letting that thing be on the wall. And, and we're going to take this from the book, The Radical Leap. Um, read that recently and, and just really loved it. And so and, and the book reads like a novel. It's really it's a it's a tale. Uh, but it's a fictional tale, but has so much just embedded in it that is really, really good. And so, you know, here's a quote from a character named Edg, E-D-G. I guess that's how you pronounce it. He's kind of a, a casual kind of surfer guy. You'll, you'll see that in the words he uses. Um, but when he's talking about um, the energy that can be released in an organization when they can rally around a vision, um, you know, here's what he says. He says, they have no freaking idea how much energy they can unleash in themselves and those around them if they just put down that bureaucratic, banal, generic crapola and tell the people why they love their businesses and communicate their authentic hopes and aspirations for the future of their companies. Awesome. Well, well said, Ed. <laughs> and, and then to, to take one more thing uh, from Ed, when we talk about, you know, instead of reciting a vision statement, here's some I think, just really, really good words to leave us with. Let's make sure we get people to feel the intent of that, of that statement. Right. Yeah. Like Eric, like you were saying, like living it, right. And, and making it, you know, making it our own. Um, and, w- and what he says is um, at every opportunity, whether we're talking one-on-one or standing in a front of a crowd, you know, giving a talk, essentially we should be saying things like, this is who I am. This is what I believe. This is what I think we can do together if we put our hearts into it. Yes. Look how magnificent our future can be. Please join me and let's help each other make it happen. Amen. When we talk like that, right, what a difference our organizations are going to have. Amen. And then I think the final uh, thing uh, is a kind of a blunt uh, conclusion there. He says, then you can burn the document because in effect, you don't need the document because you've become the vision. That's right. 
what an amazing aspiration that I hope I can get myself to. I fall short of that myself often, but yeah. uh, what an amazing aspiration I think for all of us to, to work toward. Amen. Agree. Agree. Well, right. David, it's been great. It's been great talking about this and mm-hmm. uh, look forward to, to speaking some more in, in our next podcast. Absolutely. I hope this is valuable for everyone and we'll see you next time. <laughs>